Welcome back, everybody. I'm speaking with Yvonne Chapman. And the first thing I can say is, well, first thing is hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure. The first thing that, you know, that really uh, makes me very happy is that, A, I get to see you smile because Jalan doesn't smile a whole lot. And with <laughs> Jalan, it's usually with bad intentions. So it's, it's great to see you smile. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's and it's a very true statement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same thing like with Nikki. Nikki's very serious on the show, whereas Olivia is hilarious and we don't get to see that part, you know, with you as well. It's just, you know, old business uh, for the most part. We, we're starting to see more and more of Jalan. Uh, and by the way, those of you who have not watched all of the episodes, you know, spoilers ahead, just make sure the last episode that came out literally yesterday night was Isolation. So I think it's episode nine, if I'm not mistaken. So Episode nine, yeah, that's right. Uh, we will not be covering anything beyond that because that's for all of us to watch uh, and, and learn on our own. But, um, you know, more and more stuff is coming out about uh, Jalan with the backstory. Uh, when Jalan didn't actually kill Nikki uh, uh, during that fight, uh, that made me personally like Jalan. And up until that point, I wasn't sure and then there was my pivotal moment. Uh, it wasn't even the backstory. It was the her not uh, killing Nikki. I'm like, okay, you know, there's redeemable uh, stuff there. I want to continue, you know, seeing where that leads. But uh, long-winded way to a question of how much of her backstory did you know going in? Um, I had a really great conversation with the showrunners, Christina and Bob, before we started filming, and I just had a list of questions um, to ask them about her backstory. So I would say that I knew the majority of it, definitely enough to chew on and to be able to do the story justice. And then when the script came out, I saw a lot more of the details of it. Um, so I was really familiar with, you know, her her spinal condition, um, her her background with her sister and, you know, no spoiler alert, so I won't go too deep into it for those who haven't caught up yet. Um, but yeah, I was familiar with the with the backstory before we started filming. That's cool because again, I, we're starting off with a pilot, and uh, right away you're killing somebody, and like, okay, you know, I'm hoping that they gave you some background on that, and uh, it seems like they did, which is a good thing. Just starts off with a bang, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it certainly got people interested uh, right away. There's there's no easing in period. It's just you're gone, and that's yeah. how it works. Um, I was talking to Vanessa and. Uh, speaking of Vanessa, I, I actually find this even more hilarious doing some background on you. Uh, Brett Chan, who choreographed you know, the first half of the season, who's awesome, Brett, if you're watching, you rock. Um, so I was just writing kind of a, uh, when I posted Vanessa's interview, I posted, hey, it definitely was a missed opportunity because Vanessa knows Muay Thai. And wouldn't it have been fun if Vanessa in the middle, well, okay, tailing, in the middle of a fight just switches to a Muay Thai stance and starts doing that. And then doing research on you, you do Muay Thai. So now, Brett, it was a perfect opportunity to do that. Please do that for season two, if at all possible, <laughs> just for the blooper reel alone. I want to see we'll that. We'll mention it. Yes. We'll throw in some kicks in there and put on some some wraps and some, some gloves yeah. and we'll do the thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that would be just a lot of fun. And again, the fact that you're playing sisters and both of you have the uh, you know Muay Thai background makes it even more of something that at least should be explored. So. Right. <laughs> um, 
in terms of your martial arts background, uh, I, I again I saw kind of boxing, I saw Muay Thai. Did you do any other martial arts before this? I did not, um, which was kind of uh, it. It was a nice thing to you know to not necessarily need to have to do the role. So I mean, because uh, you know, I think what was nice about Christina is that she didn't make that like a, a qualifying thing for her actors, and she knew that we could get up to speed as long as we had some kind of background and movement. Um, so a lot of a lot of the actors, I'm sure, as you talked with Vanessa, she has a background in dance. So does Olivia. Um, I grew up playing sports so thankfully some of that translated into the physical ability to to pick up certain moves um and like the trainers are amazing like the stunt team truly is like world class and so they got us up to speed real quick no that's cool um <clears throat> we we did have those conversations you know gavin uh unfortunately is getting in the last episode he's getting you know a hit in the face where gavin <laughs> has a martial arts background so i'm waiting for that to uh to show up maybe it won't which will be unfortunate. Um, so that's from the martial arts perspective. I think the show is is getting better. Uh, I saw some things I liked in the beginning. Then I saw a couple of uh, fights that I was not as uh, passionate about. Uh, having some martial arts background, I'm probably a lot more critical than you know people normally would be. Uh, but then I saw a lot of things I liked. So the more that it's going, the more I see. As I'm saying that, I think I'm, I'm saying something bad about Brett, who was only there for the first half of the season. I don't mean it that way. It was just <laughs> personally. Anyway, I'm curious, I'll... what uh, what martial arts do you practice? Have you have you um, done? Yeah, so I did uh, I did some kind of hand to hand, which is a mixture of all sorts of styles. Uh, my personal uh, favorite is Filipino martial arts. Uh, so you know, doing uh, some kali, doing uh, more of the Instead of the traditional, you know, uh, blocking and then attacking, it's it's all flow and getting right uh, right there. So uh, JKD is something that I started doing um, not too long ago. I've always wanted to, and then I finally found a JKD school. But I started with judo, did fencing, then went to uh, karate, hand to hand, which is kind of a mixture of everything. Then Filipino, and now JKD. So I am not a martial arts expert. I do have my black belt, but uh, the way I look at it is there are real martial artists and there are enthusiasts. I am definitely in this box, but I love it and I practice it and it's uh, it's it's always going to be a part of who I am. Well, I love hearing that because I think uh, I'm still learning about all of the different varieties, but that's what it is. It's a ton of different varieties. So there's so many ways that you could take these fights and uh, different styles of showing it and representation of that. So it's just like a beautiful, beautiful art form. Yeah, and I love that again. Uh, and this is, you know, kudos to uh, to the choreographers. But you know, some martial arts uh, films, uh, a fight is a fight. Not mm -hmm. in Warrior, not in here. A fight is a scene. Uh, there is still very much acting. You're still the character, and the martial arts is just the extension of what is happening in that time for that character. So when that happens, everything else doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention, because again, those people, the people like myself, uh, and again, I, I did some research on you, so I heard you speak, but people who are just familiar with you as Jalan are familiar with the accent and the, the you know, British accent. Uh, you don't have that. You're, you're from Canada. Now, whose idea was it uh, for Jalan to have an accent? Was it written immediately that way or did somebody kind of uh, bounce ideas? 
So in the audition, they asked me to do one in an accent and one in uh, a non-accent, my natural accent. Um, and it, for me, it made sense. It made sense for her to have something because she was born in China and then she moved around a ton. And it was nice that I had the the flexibility to kind of create the own accent. So I, there's a lot of tones of like what you said of a British tone. Um, I took a lot of influence actually from my own family. So my dad grew up in Shanghai, he grew up in Hong Kong, and then he went to boarding school in London, and then he spent a good 20 years in London, um, you know, working out over there. And so my dad has this like interesting, he can speak fluent Mandarin and Cantonese, but he also has the influence of British in there and also a Canadian accent. And it's like, it's all this kind of thing. So I just took a couple elements of that and mix it together. So for for Jalan, it's, uh, it's a mix of that British influence and also with the Mandarin influence of where she has traveled and grew up and uh, what has influenced her in, in terms of her speech and speech patterns. So I worked with um, an accent coach as well, just to kind of finesse those little tones in there. Um, and so it was kind of like a representation of it. And what I really love about the show too, is that we have a different accent everywhere, you know, like, you hear Kang, who's her natural Singaporean accent, and that's what my mom speaks, is with the natural Singaporean accent as well. And then Ty has his own thing, I have my own thing, Ludi has his own thing. Um, and it's lovely to hear that because there is no monolith of an accent for you know the Asian population. So uh, to me, that's something that was really new and cool to see in the show was just to hear those different sounds. Uh, that's a very interesting point. Uh, I did not, uh, think of it that way, but you're right. It's great. I mean, not only is this a you know a mostly Asian cast, but the fact that you have all of the different accents to show the different representation because Asian people thankfully are all over the world, <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. And it's yeah. Really so that's very cool. Um, I'll pay even more attention to it now that you said that. But I love the accent. I love Jilan's accent. I think it really helps and it elevates uh, her and it puts her even more in the kind of that mysterious uh, atmosphere of, you know, a, a based on Marvel and other things, but the supreme being the type of uh, 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 analogy. But I think the accent works really, really well. Thank you. I mean, I, I have a lot of fun doing it, so yeah. it's a good time. <laughs> um, now, in terms of accents, uh, you know, I, I come from uh, from Ukraine, so Russian uh, you can hear, you know, as I'm speaking, I hear myself saying, you know, certain words with uh, with an accent. When I have to do accents for uh, TV roles that I'm doing, or you know, shorts or whatever, and I have to switch into uh, into accents, <clears throat> like I have to get myself into a state where I'm only using that uh, accent for at least, you know, an hour or so before. Otherwise, I, you know, come out of that and come back in there. What's your approach in terms of uh, doing the accent when you have to actually do a scene? You know, it's interesting. I think with the the lines that the writers have written, it really makes sense for me to say it in the accent. I, I've just kind of gotten my head into that space of like, this is Jalan's word, so it's going to come out that way. It's funny if people ask me just to go straight into the accent, like right now, I don't know if I could do it because it's one of those things is like, I need her voice in those yeah. words first, but I could I can switch pretty easily on set. Like in between takes, I'm not speaking in the accent. Um, and that's just because I really know what the oral posture is. I practice it quite a bit. It's just like, I, so I can fall into it quite easily. Um, 
sometimes like just as a way into it, I might say a line of Mandarin just to kind of get that finesse and like that kind of oral posture going in my mouth. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, after a while, I think, especially when you're consistent with one particular character, you yeah. have to have that in order to be able to do the work. So it's just kind of like falling into that oral posture. No, that's true. Uh, I, you know, me from my acting perspective, I don't know what that's like. I've never been on the on a regular on a show. So, you know, we'll see how I feel there. Now it's all shorts and it's in and out and uh, I'm done. So I have to do more prep. Um, but you you said something that's really interesting and that uh, I, I completely agree with that. When I'm reading a script, to me, the as I'm getting to know the character, the character, I'm kind of getting imprints of what they feel like, what they look like, how they move, and their speaking and the accent and pronunciations are a part of that. So I always want to do things in a different accent or a different pronunciation because that's how I interpret the character. And then casting directors tell me to stop doing that and just do it in the in the regular way. So for you, it seems like you're you're getting that same thing. Oh, you hear Jalan uh, speak as you're reading the line. That's cool. Yeah, but sometimes too, kind of what you said, like even if I don't use it for the actual audition, and I'm not talking about Jalan necessarily, um, but if you're, it, it is a fun thing to practice just to, uh, you get like an audition and you're like, let me just throw an accent on here and see what happens because it does change your entire physiology. And you might, you might like find new things about the character that you would never think of just doing an accent as opposed to like doing it yourself. So it's kind of like just a fun exercise no matter what, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's stepping into somebody else's shoes, right? If somebody sounds posh to me, my whole posture, everything is going to change accordingly. It's, it's you know, are you the character inside out or do you get into the character outside in? And both right. work and, you know, people use them uh, depending on what they, what works better for the particular character. But like all of these things make sense to me and I love playing them. So. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good fun. Very cool. Um, in terms of, uh, and um uh, well, I, I want to kind of uh, uh, do more things in terms of the show, and then I want people to get to know you because you have an interesting backstory of your own, you know, getting getting into acting that I want to touch upon. But in terms of the show, uh, when you audition, did they have you audition uh, directly for Jalan, or did they have you audition for other characters in addition to Jalan? Well, when I auditioned for the show, there was it was kind of like. Um... I mean, it was COVID, right? It still is. <laughs> so it was it was for Jalan uh, specifically, and um, it was just through a self tape. So as everything is right now, and then I got feedback on that self tape. I redid it again with those notes, and then luckily, it worked out. <laughs> self tape is what we're all about. There's oh, the there you go. Oh, you got different backgrounds too. Look at you. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, this one's for the show, and the other one is. For <laughs> I, right. I was doing I was doing an interview uh, two days ago. So, you know, I get off of my regular work, which pays the bills, uh, which is IT consulting. So I, I get done with my meetings. I jump immediately into an interview with this background. And then I have a callback for a commercial, which I told you about. Uh, and for that callback, I start doing it. Then I notice that I have this background. So I immediately you know, rip it down <laughs> before they notice. And then I do the callback and I end up uh, getting it. So I'm very amazing. Happy. Yeah, that's how it works these days, right? <laughs> if you don't hustle, you don't get anywhere in life. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Um, in terms of the uh, the characters, so uh, the guys that are fun thing on, on BuzzFeed, I'm talking about uh, the cast on BuzzFeed. Did I say beat? BuzzFeed. Um, it is Speed, right? Not BuzzFeed. Yeah, BuzzFeed. Yeah, you're right. So they did a fun thing of, you know, who's most like the, their character, who is least like the character. Everybody universally said that you are the least like your character of Delon in real life, which is good to know. But yeah, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> if they didn't, I would have follow-up questions. <laughs> everybody said you were the least like your character, which is great. Uh, but in terms of Jalan, uh, and I know she's kind of, you know, we know who we are, and then we play characters outside of that realm. Jalan is pretty far from who you are, but are there any aspects of Jalan that you kind of align with and say, yeah, that's that's more Yvonne than others? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, I think you can't, I, I can't play any character unless I like them, you know, yeah. and I love, I love Jalan. And also there, there has to be some kind of connection there no matter what. And, you know, there's a lot of humanity written into this character, a lot of humanity written into her. So regardless of how wayward her moral compass may be, I do have a lot of sympathy for, for why she's doing what she's doing and um, it, there's a lot of justification to her actions that I can get behind. Um, so, you know, knowing that, like, that's that's my way into her. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, I completely agree. I can't play somebody that I don't identify with, at least a part of me. Or, you know, I use my own technique that I've developed of basically kind of this alternate reality uh, thing. Uh, if I go back into my history and I make this step, then I would somehow end up as that character and I have a rooted uh, way for myself to connect to. So it, there has to be something there that we connect to, otherwise it's not going to be real uh, for us. Definitely. Anyway. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of <laughs> other things, as soon as I saw Ludi, uh, Ludi Lin, who's awesome, by the way, uh, really I wish they gave him more of a chance to do something in uh, the previous film that he was in. Everybody knows which film I'm referring to. But uh, Ludi, now a part of the show, we saw a lot more of him in this last uh, episode. The way that I see it, don't say anything, don't spoil it, but the way that I am seeing it is you have, uh, you have your character, Jalan, you have Ludi Lin's character on one side. On the other side, you have Nikki and you have Henry. So I am anticipating that all of that is going to come to some sort of a crescendo and there's going to be a you know, Yvonne uh, versus uh, uh, Olivia, and uh, uh, I now my names are, are mixed up. So, you know, Henry uh, uh, against uh, the Liddy Lynn's character. I'm anticipating yeah. some sort of a fight at the very end. Uh, I'll just I mean, leave it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that we have to meet eventually. <laughs> you know, that's fair. And I think that's something that the audience can really look forward to is, um, you know, because me and Nikki are on this this same journey, uh, yeah. wanting the same thing. So it's going to come to a head at some point. So stay tuned for that. It's it's going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. If you bring Ludi Lin onto a show, there better be some sort of a you know martial art action with him. <laughs> He's so, very good. Yeah, <laughs> he is very good. Um, and <clears throat> the fun thing is like. The, the episode uh, where you brought him in, it's just in the car, it's you know a quick uh, couple of minutes. I'm like, wait, that's Ludi Lit. I, I knew immediately, as soon as you, you opened the door, I'm like, 
I know that guy. Yes, that's Ludovic. And I just watched Mortal Kombat recently, so you know I know him from that. I know him from Black Mirror. I know him from uh, you know a bunch of places. So uh, that was a cool uh, surprise that uh, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, last thing in terms of the show specifically, <clears throat> I, I I read that you love uh, playing the you know, the villain or the antagonist, so to speak. So <clears throat> just in general. If you had your and you had your preference, and they would have come to you, and they would have said, "You're offered the role of Nikki, and you're offered the role of Jalan. Which one would you take?" Oh, that's so hard because it's like, well, I mean, at the end of the day, too, though, I like I look at the character of Nikki, and I look how amazing, amazing, amazing Olivia is in the in the show. She's like such a amazing leader for not just the character, but also just for all of us, you know, being the 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 lead that I can't really even see myself ever being in that in that role because she does it so well. It's kind of like the same thing, you know, when you watch TV and you see the cast come together um, because these guys and the creatives know what they're doing that you're like, I can't see anybody else in that role. I don't even think I'd be able to really envision myself as a Nikki because Olivia is so perfect. I get you. That's a, that's a good way of answering that question. Um, <laughs> Now, getting out of the show and just uh, getting people to know you uh, a little bit, you uh, you grew up in Calgary. Um, you did some acting. Here's what I know. Please correct me where I'm wrong, and then I'll ask my question. So you grew up in Calgary. You did some acting, uh, you know, growing up. Uh, but you actually had a different career. So you went into finance, and you actually worked in finance. And then acting bug, you know, kind of never let you go. So you. Uh, Slept ten and a half hours to Vancouver uh, to start to start your acting <laughs> career, uh, which is very cool, and I, I really really appreciate that. But the question is, you know, I come from a you know conservative Jewish family, so when I told them that I wanted to be an actor, the answer was probably similar to what your parents told you. Um, how did you actually say and finally convince yourself, you know, what I need to do the acting thing? regardless of them wanting me to be a doctor or a, you know, finance person. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think the the advantage of starting a little bit later, having had a career, having that experience. And again, I'm not saying anybody needs to have that. This is just, you know, what happened for me was that I think my my family also had the comfort knowing that I could go back if if things didn't turn out, you know, the way I had hoped or wanted. Um, yeah, so I think that that was kind of the difference there. It wasn't because I had, you know, nothing else or, you know, I was kind of like making this decision out of nowhere. Um, so for me, it was more of them. It was for me to say, OK, I need to do this for myself because it is something that I've been thinking about for a very, very long time. And at one point, it just kind of came to a head where it's like, I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to do it. And I just said, OK. You got to do it because if you're if you're something if it's something that you're constantly thinking about in the back of your mind and the peripheral of whatever it is that's like really giving you a lot of joy why not i mean i actually had this really great conversation um with someone and it was at that point where i wasn't sure whether or not i wanted to do this because a fear gets in the way of a lot of things right um and i was living a really good career i was living a home that i knew my entire life like all of that stuff was really just gnawing at me in this decision and he said look the failure part of it you can't think about but success you never know 
And that really got to me because at that point it was, I was thinking so much about failing and disappointing people and kind of going down this path of like, what are you doing? Um, that I didn't even think about how happy it could make me. Um, and that I had to reframe my idea of what success even looked like. It's not really about booking and, and being a big actor or anything like that. It's more, did you just try it, the thing that you really wanted to have? Um, and so for me, that was really what kind of gave me the perspective to be able to tell my friends and family who were a little bit concerned about what I was doing, but in the most appreciative and lovely way because they care about me, you know? And at what point, you know, after you moved and after you said, okay, I'm going to give this a real try, uh, how long did it take for you to say, okay, I feel, I'm going to use the word secure and in acting there, that word doesn't exist, but uh, <laughs> when, when, when when did you feel like you know what yes I, I can do this i feel like people are appreciating my talent and i i, I have some you know i'll be honest that changes almost every day I know. it, it, it kind of does like there's there's gonna be days where i'm i'm like yeah i could do this this is great and then the other days i'm like well i don't know if i can do this i don't know if what i'm putting out there anybody likes or anything like that so i i I can't pin it down to a certain moment. I think it was almost like every single day, just kind of choosing to do this, regardless of that nagging voice of, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is going to happen for me. It was just choosing every day to kind of progress and and be better and silence the the vo you know the voices of doubt. Um, so it changes. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> No, it's it's true, and that voice of doubt, uh, everybody has it. I, I was, you know, I'm a big tennis fan. Tennis is my sport. So uh, uh, there was French Open that was happening recently, and in the final of French Open, one of the greatest players ever, who may be the greatest player ever by the time it's all done, Novak Djokovic, uh, he was down two sets, and uh, he was pretty handily beaten in those first two sets. And he said that he had two voices in his head. One voice said, "Okay, well, it's over. You're done." Uh, and the second voice said, well, maybe not. Let's uh, let's give it a try. Let's see what happens in the third set. Let's see how I feel. Maybe, you know, there is a chance. And then he basically took the negative voice and he started shutting it down by just repeating to himself the positive things. And he continued going. He ended up winning uh, the uh, French Open and he's 19th major. So everybody has this at every level, even the greatest of the greatest of the greatest. Oh yeah, it's a game you play all the time, right? It's that mental mental game that you're always playing to uh, to try to come out on the other side. Yeah. Uh, so what drives you now? Uh, now that you know you got picked up for season two, which is very cool. Congratulations on that. Mm -hmm. uh, what drives you as as a person? Where do you want to see yourself in the next uh, year, uh, assuming that there is no more pandemics? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, I think, yeah, well, for everybody, I hope that we, you know, all come out of this all right and uh, that we can all look forward to to brighter days. Um, you know, I think what really drives me as a person is I, it's not so much goal setting um, because goals, you know, can move, can change. It's more about the systems I put in place that are, are best for my, my own well-being and for everybody else's. So, you know, I, I have systems where I wake up every day and I do something that's like, you know, good for myself, whether it be exercising or learning something new or whatever. But I dedicate a certain times um, within my day to make sure that gets done. 
and hopefully that other people can benefit from that as well. And I know that kind of sounds a little bit like froofy or whatever, but that, that's basically how, how I kind of go about certain things is rather, rather than the goal setting and trying to achieve a certain thing, which can always be a moving target. And I think it's better that way to stay flexible that I just try to put certain systems in, in my life. And the benefits that I get from that is really what drives me to, to do that every day. And that's very cool. And then yeah. uh, uh, lastly, you know, I asked you some questions. Uh, people can, you know, Google you and get some more information. But is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you want the viewers of uh, Kung Fu to know about you as a person that they don't know? Now? About me as a person? Um, I don't know. See, I always find that hard because I'm like, I don't know what people would want to know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know what's interesting. Um, but can I, I just want to say to all the viewers of, of Kung Fu, like, thank you so much, honestly, like you, this is a reason why we have a show It's a reason why we continue to want to make the show is like the incredible response that we've been getting from everybody and just the love and support that we've been feeling from the audience. We couldn't have asked for, for better ones. So I just want to thank you guys for enjoying it and hopefully you're having a good time watching it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'll speak for the audience. We're definitely having a great time watching it. So it's it's a wonderful show. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Yvonne. Thank you for coming on and sharing uh, some time with us. We really, really, really appreciate it. Oh, I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. to another episode of Let's Dive In. We know you love Kung Fu. If you have not watched Kung Fu, click right below the video and go watch it and stream it. If you're in Canada, you have two options. You can watch it on CW or on uh, CN, right? Uh, or CTV, CTV2, yeah. Something missed. Uh, in US, just watch it on, on CW, and I think it'll be streamed somewhere. Later. So uh, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.